Right now, though, uh, an interesting chat that I think should be on your radar. You might have heard the story last week. You might not have. It didn't make a whole lot of news. The RCMP, of course, being our national police force, is charged with enforcing the laws of our land, right? Well, last week, the federal privacy watchdog said the Mounties themselves broke the law with their use of some high-tech, cutting-edge facial recognition software. In the report released on Thursday... The privacy commissioner detailed serious and systemic failing, he called it, by the RCMP to ensure compliance with the Privacy Act before gathering information from Clearview AI. Dr. Tom Keenan is a professor at the University of Calgary and the author of Techno Creep. He joins us now. Doc, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Good morning, Jay. Let's get the lay of the land here. Clearview AI facial recognition software. What exactly is that? a company based in New York that had a really good idea. There's all these photographs up there, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and all that. Many of them have names attached to them. (laughs) Why don't we put those on a ginormous database? And what would we do with that? Well, I guess, you know, you could use it walking down the street. Oh, who's that lady over there? But the people who really cared about it were law enforcement. And if you go on Preview AI's website, they have these great success stories about how their technology was used to solve a mail theft and things like that. The problem is... We didn't give any consent to be in this thing, and they probably have your picture in there. Yeah, to state the obvious, not one of us was contacted by Clearview and said, hey, can we use your picture? Yeah. So now... If you you think back, and it's actually in my book, Techno Creep, there were riots in Vancouver in 2011, after they lost the Stanley Cup. And there were so many photographs. There were police photographs. There were uh, uh, news footage. There were just people's cell phones. And the police, and I checked up on it, actually posted a lot of the photos of people breaking windows, burning cars, and said, if you know this person, rat them out. Here's the line. And they had several hundred tips that actually panned out. So, you know, that's kind of a use that most of us would agree with. But it got interesting because they said to the privacy commissioner there, hey, we'd like to use the driver's license database to track down these people. And she ruled, it was Elizabeth Denham at the time, she ruled, nope, that's not what it was intended for. So uh, she very much restricted that. So the idea is, is love to things, you know, things law enforcement would love to do, but we also kind of love our privacy. So what do the rules state? What are they allowed to use in terms of this kind of facial recognition software? Are there rules around this? Yeah, there are. It's a, there's privacy laws in Canada. And in fact, I want to make sure, because you didn't mention, that the Alberta Privacy Commissioner, Jill Clayton, was one of the four on this. So it was the federal commissioner, uh, Quebec, Alberta, and B.C. And they all said, look, um, your arguments uh, that Privacy laws do not apply because you don't have a connection in Canada. That was the first one. They said, no way. You're selling things to the RCMP. Of course you have a connection. And then Mr. Tom Pratt, who was the founder of this, went on to say, well, these are all in the public domain. We should be able to take them. And the Privacy Commissioner said, no. What you're really saying is you should be able to do mass surveillance. (laughs) You may get away with that in the U.S. You're not getting away with it in Canada. So can they use facial recognition software at all in Canada? I mean, can they go through a database of mugshots, I assume, or something like that might be okay? Yes. In 2014, the Calgary police became the first, uh, and they're very technologically advanced, I'll give them credit, first police jurisdiction to actually run... um, 
crime scene photos or surveillance camera photos against mugshots. That's different because to get in a mugshot database, by and large, you have to have committed a crime right. or at least have been accused Arrested. of a crime. Yeah. It's qualitatively different from taking every picture on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and if you can find a name, putting it there. And by the way, who says the name is right? I once tagged <laughs> all my friends on Facebook as asparagus, cauliflower, cantaloupe, just to see how the facial recognition would deal with that. And what happened? Um, well, um, my friends noticed, and they said, why are you calling me a cantaloupe? <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook so, didn't care. Facebook didn't care. <laughs> what was the outcome of these findings? Like, So what happens to yeah. the RCMP? Did they have to get rid of this? Can they no yeah, longer yeah, yeah. use it? So it's, it's, it's banned in Canada. So essentially, with all these privacy commissioners saying this, law enforcement is backed away. We know the Calgary police had it. I don't know about the Edmonton police. Uh, we know it was being tried. I mean, and, you know, it's a funny thing, too, how police work. Uh, they they might officially adopt something, or they might just say to some officers, well, you know, go make a private account. They have a free trial. So apparently that's what happened in Calgary. And I should say, this is important, I can think of legitimate uses. In B.C., one of the cases was they were trying to find a child who was in a child exploitation video, mm -hmm. and they thought, well, you know, maybe this child has a Facebook. So it's not like you can't conceive of reasons where sure. this would actually be ethically great, but by and large, who wants the police to know, oh, you just walked and you got on the sea uh, train at such and such a stop at such and such an hour, and now we know who you are. They do that in another country. It's called China, <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons why we don't want to be that way. Well, you mentioned China, but I mean, when you know, just following the capital uprising of January yeah. 6th, a tremendous amount of facial recognition software was used to identify those people. Yeah, that's right. And there, there is probable cause. If you see somebody with a flagpole beating a cop with it, you have immediate probable cause that maybe they're committing a crime. Even, you know, being in there, since it was technically trespassing, they are all yeah, yeah. presumed criminals. So I'm fine with that. I'm not fine with the, we already know there are cameras on all the buses in, in Alberta, on all the train stations. I'm not happy with somehow that footage getting crossed over with my Facebook page and other things wherein I put down people's names and it just becomes a kind of fishing expedition or, you know, as Trump says, a witch hunt and the problem is we are all victims and you wouldn't know. No. That's the other thing. There's no requirement for them to tell you, hey, we found your photo in this database. And Doc, there's also no way to prevent being part of this data. I mean, if, yeah, you, if you're, that, you there's know, nothing you really can do. Yeah, there is, actually, because oh, is they, got, they got spanked so much, Clearview has made an offer you can't refuse. Here's the offer. We'll take you out of our database. We will, Canadian, all Canadians, yeah, we'll take you out. Uh, there is a bit of a catch. You have to send us a photo of yourself. So a lot of people... Oh, come wait on. A, wait a minute, we hate you. Well, I mean, Tontat, the founder of Clearview, made a reasonable argument. He said that's the only reliable way we have to figure out who you are is by looking at your photo and so therefore you have to send us a photo and we promise we'll destroy sure it and we won't sell it to law enforcement and all that. The point is for Canada, for the time being at least, these people have been spanked royally. Okay, I think any police force in Canada, unless they have a special case like child exploitation, any police force that use this would risk major, major jeopardy. It's just like that thing called a stingray 
which, you know, is a cell phone impersonator. We know that the Edmonton police used it because some poor person, when they were called up, said, oh, yeah, we have two of those. So, you know, there's this problem with police technology. I'm all for transparency. They should tell us. Yeah, sure. Just let us know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, doctor. Great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Okay. Thank you, Shay. And uh, we eat elk meat down here in Calgary. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know anybody eats stampede or meat. <laughs> Take care. Uh, here we go. We don't even know if they're playing yet this year, and it's already starting. I love it. I love it. We can have a battle of Alberta again. Wouldn't that be awesome? But yeah, really, really interesting to to see how Canadian law enforcement just decided, oh, that's an interesting service. Why don't we take advantage of that? Knowing full well that uh, that's not allowed. Um, but I guess we just have to accept the fact, right? If you're on social media, um, this Clearview AI just scraped social media for millions and millions and millions and millions of pictures and names and formed this giant database. And then, you know, law enforcement services can just run crime scene photos or whatever they want through this software program. It does the facial recognition and boom. You, you know, you maybe have had no interaction with law enforcement in your entire life, but you're in this database and you could be cross-referenced.